The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with my good friend Jordan Schultz. He's the Yahoo Sports multi-sport insider and analyst. Jordan and I have become really good friends over the past five years. Our wives even gave birth to our daughters two days apart back in 2014. Jordan's dad is Howard Schultz, the founder and executive chairman of Starbucks, former owner of the Seattle Supersonics, which of course carries plenty of benefits but presents certain challenges. So, pal, describe the challenge of trying to establish yourself as a journalist while so many are quick to discredit you because of your last name. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, um, it's, a, it's a fair question and one that I think I've struggled with um, at times. You know, growing up in Seattle, it's a very small town, and, you know, everybody kind of knows that last name. And what made it more difficult, and certainly my career uh, more difficult in, in some ways, although also easier, is is the Sonic stuff. And the the sell of the Sonics has resulted, obviously, in, in a litany of backlash. Um, and it's something that I think probably won't, won't ever really dissipate. For me, it's something that um, I try to separate myself from. You know, some of the great some of the great journalists, if you look around the landscape of America, it's like everybody, the really great ones, do do things at such a high level in terms of whether it's reporting or writing, um, you know, podcasting, like guys that are really great at what they do. Um, and they've created this their own identity. And, and it's something that I, I've really wanted to do. And I don't know if I've done it yet, but I've tried to separate myself. And that was part of the reason why we came to New York in the first place to get you know, far you know, far away from Seattle and try to be anonymous. Um, and New York is certainly the, the, the probably the best place to do it. I think being in sports, what surprised me about it, and I think you you said the same thing to me, is how small it can feel. Uh, whether it's media um, or um, you know public relations, whatever, it just seems like it's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. And not just across one league, but multiple leagues. And for me, NFL, NBA to my biggest beats, I just feel like everybody kind of knows everybody. And so some of that anonymous factor, I haven't been able to achieve the way maybe I had hoped. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to do things the right way and hoping that eventually you can create your own name and, and your own brand, if you will. Do you get the sense that other journalists, rather than get to know who you are as a person, not just a journalist, would rather just make their own conclusions based on your last name rather than get to know you? Yeah, you know, I think it, it, when, I, when I first got into the business at a school and came out to New York in 2009 and 2010, I, uh, I thought I could get away from that, and I thought coming to New York would allow me to be uh, my own man, if you will, and, and unfortunately it, it hasn't always been that way. I, I, I know, without naming names, certain people that have – um, either looked down at me or um, assumed things and said things either behind my back uh, or in a couple of cases to me that uh, you know it's it's hurtful and and it's it's I don't know if disappointing but it is surprising so yeah I, I think that's happened and I feel like it happens less now um, 
because I've I've been able to do a couple you know a couple cool things that you know whether it's been a Bleacher Report or 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 you know Yahoo now maybe getting more anonymous and becoming more my own person. But then again, I say that and I think well actually maybe has gotten worse because now that I've had the opportunity to do a couple of cool things and, you know, have, have, have this great job and great opportunity, um, you know, it, it leaves myself more exposed. Um, and, you know, for better or worse, my dad's in the news a lot, uh, whether it's political rumors or, you know, obviously still with Starbucks and it's just a constant, thing and uh it's a theme that i've 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 really gotten used to and that doesn't bother me anymore and um i i think what bothers me is is that just kind of assume people assuming especially other journalists who and a lot of people i respect assuming things that uh you know i i don't believe to be true your dad ever give you advice about it yeah a lot uh you know i think early on for me like when i realized and he probably realized i wasn't gonna go into you know, to say the family business is, <laughs> yeah, it's true. is not necessarily fair with 300,000 employees. But, yeah, I mean, I, I made it very clear. Like, I, I, I wanted to take basketball as far as I could, and then I really wanted to pursue, um, you know, sports journalism and, and broadcasting. And uh, we had a lot of conversations toward the end of my high school life and then uh, in college and then even more now out of college where I'll just – uh, like it's it's kind of me asking the same question, like how would you do this? Uh, and maybe an example is like, um, you know, I, I, I know this player, and he happens to know who you are. Do I bring it up immediately uh, and just get it out there, or do I just assume that um, you know it's not an issue? And and those are the tricky things that I've tried to avoid. Um, but sometimes if you if you avoid them. Uh, it can be worse. It can fester, and somebody can think you're hiding something. And it's just—it's a curious thing. So he's been really helpful with that. And my mom has too, from a different perspective, because, like me, uh, she knows what it's like to kind of be in that shadow. So it, there is a lot there in terms of advice. Do you then wonder about why certain athletes or executives in the NBA ever give you the time? And I understand this. This might yeah. be a difficult. This might be a difficult question that look, yeah. you, you can't apologize for the connections you have or in journalism, the sources that you make, whether it's because of your dad, because of your name or because of your work. You, can, you can't ever you can't ever apologize for that stuff. But do you ever wonder sometimes about why is is he only speaking to me because of what my last name is? Yeah, I did that a lot early on. Um, and it's a great question. It's a fair question. Uh, I did that a lot earlier. Um you know, when I was kind of breaking in, it, it's, it happens now more, uh, I would say, um, maybe not more, but a lot away from sports or away from uh, GMs or uh, players. It, it might be somebody that um, knows knows a player and will, and will use that as like a reference point. Uh, hey, you know, I know this guy. I know you're becoming friends with him. Um, can you... Uh, uh, put me in touch with this person, you know, like, and, and, and it's, it's obvious in some situations when somebody's just trying to create, um, you know, create a contact with, with my dad because of uh, the connection. And like you said, you, and this is where I probably struggle the most. Uh, you can't apologize for the connections and yet you can avoid them. So there's been 
dozens, you know, almost countless times when I've turned down a meeting uh, or a or a, or an email or a connection from my dad just because I don't want that to be the way I I became friendly with a hmm. with a with a GM or an agent or something. Um, an example that goes kind of way back to, to college when my dad sold the team and you know we we essentially moved on from the NBA uh, as a family. Um, I almost purposely didn't keep in touch with guys. So I had become really, you know, friendly with some of the players. Guys like Earl Watson and, and Ray Allen, Rashard Lewis, Shamon Williams, uh, you know, Vin Baker. There, there were a lot of players that that I got to know just because I was around the team and I would work out a lot, a lot with them, uh, especially in the summer because I was playing in college. And, you know, it was obviously a dream come true, but I also was very respectful of the fact that, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say had to, be, had to be friends with me, but, you know, there was, it wasn't normal to have like a random 19-year-old that wasn't in the, in the NBA around them. So I was just happened to be that guy. And, but I, but some of the relationships were really good. And like Earl would come to my high school games and, you know, we really had a bond. He wasn't that much older than me. He was probably 24. So, um, when we, you know, after we had kind of moved on, I, I, I like I said, I kind of purposely just said, you know, these relationships are only because of um, the fact that we have the team. And even though they're, I think, real relationships, I want to let these guys have their own space. So I kind of just let everything go. And then I think the good example of that and how it kind of comes back around full, you know, full circle is some of the relationships that have since been, um, you know, reinvigorated, if you will. So I ran into Earl in college just playing basketball I was working out and he had I think, just broken his wrist and he was in the same gym I happened to be in in LA and obviously we, we gave each other a big hug and I was like I haven't seen you and he's like why didn't you reach out to me and I said you know I just wanted to give you your space and um, you know since, since then and that's this is probably 12 10 11 12 years ago um, we've become you know really close and uh, the same can be said about you know Vin Baker and you know these are relationships that I probably didn't think I would ever have again, um, but I also didn't want to just have them because of where I was, you know, where the, you know, kind of the station I was in life and how fortunate I was at the time. So um, with Vin and Earl and some other guys, they've, they've come back around and it's been an organic, you know, positive experience, I think, for everybody. But then at the same time, don't you just think sometimes that, yeah, my dad is doing what any other loving dad would do? Yeah. Yeah, I do, and and um, it's it's such a dichotomy, and 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 a lot of my friends that I grew up with, and and you even said this to me to a point to say, well, I mean, you're you know you're not really doing anything wrong. You just need to um, you know do it the right way in terms of like you're going to create the relationship, and um, he's trying to do the right thing. My dad, you know, like trying to help his son out, like any father, like you said. It's just that he has this uh you know smorgasbord of connections uh and contacts and so uh it's a it's a tricky balance and and probably one i'll struggle with uh, a long time i've struggled with it a lot uh, already at you know at at 31 you feel good about where you are most days yes i i I feel good and i feel like i'm i'm doing you know i'm doing the only thing i ever really wanted to do which is huge you know it's i think any parent 
wants their kid to do something that they're passionate about. And now that we're parents, that's all we'd ever want. Um, Sometimes I feel like I could be doing so much more. Um, And then there's other days where I feel like I don't question whether I did the right career. I just question whether I'm being as like using the fact that um, I come from this ability to create, like I see my dad creating all these jobs and I see my mom helping, you know, homeless youth, opportunity youth. Uh, and I think, um, you know, maybe I should be doing more of that. And then there's the balance of trying to do what I want to do, which is pursue this career and then also help all these other people because we have this, you know, incredible family foundation Mm -hmm. and then the Starbucks foundation. And there's all these things I want to be doing to help. Uh, but then is that going to take away from where I want to really, you know, make my, make my name, which is in, in my career. So, there's that too, and and I and I and I guilt myself a lot into these uh, feelings of I, I could be doing more. So um, I don't think I'm ever going to be satisfied, and and I know I feel like you're the same, yeah. where you just want to keep grinding. Yeah, but in but in due time, I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to accomplish all that stuff. Jordan, good talking to you. Thanks, pal. No, you're the best. Thank you. As Jordan and I got into a little bit, if you come about something honestly. There's no need to apologize. Jealousy is really ugly, and it's impressive that Jordan confronts it by being the bigger person. Some people just aren't worth your time. You can follow Jordan on Twitter and Instagram at Schultz underscore report and read his work on yahoosports.com. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.